Soy, the final frontier. I am Comrade Britain. And I am Grilka Stan Account. These are the voyages of the starship USS Mucinex, our ongoing mission. To explore old episodes, both cringe and based, and to boldly go where Quark is gonna score! Soy Trek the Podcast is here. One half vegan, one half queer. 100% communist. Unless we have a less leftist guest. And written, talking, joking, farting and shitting. All about Star Trek. Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek the Podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ear. Rick around, round, Rick around, round, what? Rick around, round, Rick around, round, what? Rick around, round, Rick around, round, what? Rick around, round, Rick around, round. I'm asking you what? Seriously, please help me out here. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing some sort of like uh, early 2000s rap rock. Type what? <laughs> what? 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 Rick around now. I mean, there's uh, like. Lil John did that a lot. He was like, mm. what? what? I'm, I'm just like, I wanted to be like, do, do, you, do you want me to repeat what I said? <laughs> and I'm just like mumbling along to this music. Like, what? Come on. I'm like, what? Do you, uh, I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation here. I sort of like that was Stone Cold Steve Austin's thing as well. True. What? 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 Yeah. It yeah. never got old. I mean, wrestling crowds still do that. Now. Damn. Yeah, even, yeah, to not Steve Austin, like, we'll just shout what and stuff, and wrestlers <laughs> hate it, because it was Steve Austin's thing. Yeah. They'll do that to all types of people. Yeah, Steve Austin, he's he's doing his own thing now. He's uh, I mean, he's still doing stuff for WWE. Is he's he? the um, like a talk show for him, basically, oh, that they show on, uh, show on the WWE mm. thing on Peacock or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's good to get. It's good that he got out. Yeah, no, Without it is. And serious he, he, injuries. He, yeah, he couldn't really do it anymore because of his yeah. knee injuries and yeah. some concussions and stuff. So, uh, you know, he was actually back in the ring last year for WrestleMania, and he oh, really? faced Kevin Owens and beat beat him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like the, <laughs> he has to be pushing sixty almost, isn't he? Yeah, about that. And yeah. like there was, I mean, a lot of talk like. Like they must have paid him like ten, fifteen million dollars to get back in that ring. Like oh, yeah. more more than they'll pay any of their active roster <laughs> members for an entire year of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point it's just like Yeah, I mean especially when you're that old and like after after decades of putting your body through that stuff like yeah, yeah. it has to be worth it cause but i mean he was one of the goats in the oh, ring yeah. like he was so good like his uh mm-hmm. His um, fucking no holds barred match with fucking uh, uh, Bret Hart mm-hmm. is one of the best wrestling matches like ever. It's so goddamn good. Yeah. I've oh, one of my dreams has mm-hmm. been to Stone Cold st- Stunner somebody. Oh, I'd love to do that to like a politician. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I want to do that to like Feinstein's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like, the Stone Cold Stunner. It's like the glass shattering sound. Like, oh no! Fine! 
Hans, dude's in trouble. Oh my god! <laughs> Except the glass shatter is just her body like, <laughs> just shattering through just glass, shatter, shattering like glass. Yeah, it just becomes dust. It comes a fine, fine sparkling dust. Fine osteoporosis you. dust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, that's the dream. Yeah, I'd yeah. Snort, I, would you snort Diane Feinstein's dust? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd give you like the curse of the mummy or some I, shit. Right? I would put it in a litter box. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's where it belongs. That's yeah. where it belongs. Yeah, we're gonna spread her ashes. Yeah, <laughs> here, kitty. <laughs> here, kitty, kitty. Meow. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what's what's new? What's going on? Yeah, you know, vibing. Vibing. J- Joe vibe check. Five check. <coughs> yeah. Do you have COVID or something? No. I no. got a COVID vaccine. You got a COVID vaccine. Yeah. 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 yeah my arm still yeah. hurts. Yeah. Is that is that wrecking you? Is that? Yeah. It wrecked me of- worse yesterday. Like I mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be the first ever vaccine death because mm-hmm. I was working. You you can't say that. You <laughs> can't say it hasn't happened. You don't know that. Yeah. I did think I was going to be like, I'm going to drop dead, and they're going to blame the vaccine because I did feel like I was going to drop dead. Yeah. So I was working. Like, if you died, the first question I was at, I would ask is, uh, well, was he vaccinated? Was he vaccinated? Yeah. Right. And I just I got the flu and the COVID one. That's a joke, by the way. I don't yeah. I don't believe that. I no, say it no. sarcastically, hoping my listeners, our listeners, will know. That we're both very far left yes. and believe in fact-based <laughs> science and stuff. Um, but sometimes we say things very dryly. Yes. And so, and we we don't like acknowledge it to each other. No. We're just like, yeah, I know how, what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But the listeners are probably like, oh, it's a cool alt-right podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope we, if you're an alt-right listener, uh, you know, go read a book now, please. Like a good, a book with like by a, a like a, a scientist or yeah. something. Like you like, shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> the humor is going to bounce off your head and the satire is going to seem real to you. My my brother who is basically a scientist like he's a nuclear chemist type mm-hmm. guy. Like he's been having a war with my mother who's like you know totally dialed into that kind of stuff and she's been trying to actually um get him to buy some fake ass um uh box that's supposedly filled with things that are just that are better than the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Which apparently just comes with antibiotics, which are some, somehow they're just giving these antibiotics away. And you can do that without a prescription. Or I guess. I guess. Is it one of those things like blue chew? <laughs> yeah, where yeah, you're like speak, quote unquote, speak to a doctor. <laughs> yeah, my brother was like, "How are how are they getting antibiotics?" And uh-huh. also, it's like, yeah, the whole point of getting antibiotics, you're not supposed to take them unless you actually need them. Yeah, exactly. Because the then, yeah, you build up a tolerance to it, and antibiotics don't work, which yeah. is why penicillin doesn't work on most things anymore. Yeah. Because, like, all bacteria and viruses basically have mm. become, like, penicillin resistant. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, sorry, bacterial infections, not not viruses that mm. never worked on viruses. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's 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 fucking wild that uh, you know we're we're gonna do this again with amoxicillin, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna have to keep on moving to the next drug and the next drug until yeah. there's no chemical compounds left that are safe for us to you know yeah. get so rid of so disease. So. so it's good that people are just taking them when they don't need them because uh-huh. yeah, apparently because my parents are anti-vaxxers, mm-hmm. and apparently like it just has like. Um, essential oils and like uh, antibiotics, mm-hmm. and because my mom's like, don't get cool. vaccinated again, Matthew. Take these. You take the peppermint oil. Take the peppermint oil. It keeps mosquitoes away, and that <laughs> yeah. means it's good for life for the blood. <laughs> yeah. What is what are what is viruses? But like smaller mosquitoes in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> They're just bugs. That's why they say you caught the bug when you get sick. Yeah. 
But he was telling me about that yesterday. I was just like, oh my God, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, thankfully my, my parents aren't anti-vaxxers. However, my mom has always actually been an anti-vaxxer mm. in that she believes that the flu vaccine is dangerous. Mm. And she always tries to encourage me not to get the flu vaccine, and she'll send me some fucking bullshit-ass articles <laughs> from, like, homemotherdiary.com. Yeah. And, yeah, like, uh, you I know. I think people think that because you do have, like, I guess a reaction to it when you first get it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what inoculating yourself with disease is. Yeah. And people fundamentally don't get what a vaccine is. Yeah. It's more or less injecting yourself with dead viruses of the thing you're trying to prevent. Mm -hmm. And so your body gets used to it uh, in a dead form. And so your white blood cells, when they have to attack a disease that enters your body, so you get it from measles, they inject you with, you know, very low grade dead measles cells. Mm -hmm. And if you go somewhere and you're exposed to measles, your body is ready to fight it off immediately and yeah. strongly. Yeah. Um, That's why I always think, like, when I think it's funny when they go, like, I don't need it because my immune system. I believe in my immune system and have no. strong immune system. Like, well, that's what the thing's doing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You believe in modern medicine because it's worked for you very well so far. <laughs> yeah. And now that, like, it's become political, you suddenly don't believe in modern medicine? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, you, like, most of these people, by and large, were not anti-vaccine before. No. Not until it was politicized, and now a lot of them have become... Oh, I think it's the, the funniest ones are the ones that are anti uh covid vaccine but not any other vaccine yeah uh my mom is also a very funny one <laughs> and where she's anti-flu vaccine mm. but not any of the other vaccines yeah um I could, yeah it's like but that flu vaccine that's the one that's the one that's they're they're, they're getting you that's where they're getting you that's why yeah. they do it yearly it's because they're getting you yeah they're putting the, they're putting uh new micro microchips inside your blood yeah and i remember her taking me to the fucking pediatrician to get all my shots on time when i was a kid yeah, he's like, and not, i think not the flu vaccine I, I thank her for it but yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering when she stopped giving letting me get the flu vaccine and like when that was when that turn happened and what piece of information specifically made her go oh yeah the flu vaccine's fucking bullshit yeah <laughs> like it, it, it's distressing because it's like a thing that my mom up until like a year or two ago would constantly send me stuff because i was like i work in a grocery store i'm gonna get the flu vaccine <laughs> yeah and she's like don't do it and she'd send me like two dumbass bullshit ass ignorant articles that were not scientific <laughs> articles and that's the thing it's like if you give me like a scientific article and like say a piece of information i'll like go you know to it and like scan it and be like oh uh, whatever but yeah. if, if you send me an article from like uh yourbesthealth.org or something i'm like no that's not we're not talking about the same kind of articles here it's called granny's kitchen yeah <laughs> it's like and he used this apple cider vinegar mixture mm -hmm. instead of the vaccine yeah yeah, yeah. holymedicine.net i'm like <laughs> ma um. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, there's lots of yeah, there's lots of weird fears about it. Like I don't know, and my parents think it's going to change your DNA and stuff. Like my brother is mm -hmm. trying to. Explain. I hope it would. I hope it would. I, I, ho I hope. I hope it reverses the baldness. I hope a motherfucker would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like as long as it doesn't make me shorter or yeah. in in multiple places. Shit, I know. I can't. I can't lose another inch. Some places, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I need every inch I got. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that thing though. Yesterday, I mean the the. The, the reaction the day after is uh, always makes me feel like I should be an anti-vaxxer because I'm like just like feeling it. I'm like I feel so goddamn bad mm -hmm. but it feels I feel 
I feel I didn't feel as bad as like the first after the the first booster I got made me feel really bad. But this I was mm-hmm. I was still able to work, but I've wanted to shoot my find if I had a gun in front of me, I would have shot myself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean if I had a gun in front of me, I'd probably shoot you in the head too. So. Please. Oh, what's this? <laughs> oh no. Here's our, uh, we're going to introduce our new co-host in a minute, but first. (laughs) But first, we have to get rid of the old one. Out with the old, in with the new. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, um, we watched, uh, we watched an old episode today. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and if uh, our, our patrons voted on this one and chose it. Good, uh, good patrons. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be a patron, uh, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sign up there for as little as $2 a month. You can help support us. You mm-hmm. can get episodes quicker in high-quality stereo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get mentioned on the podcast. Uh, there's a tier where you get access to my uh, Plex server, the media dungeon, yeah. which can like basically take the place of any of your streaming services. Like, yeah. I have at least four patrons that watch my Plex server more than I do. This wow. week, including you. Really? Yeah, you yeah. watched a lot of shit on my server this yeah. last week. And yeah. I watched uh, Flowers in the Attic. Oh, interesting. I didn't uh, watch that since I was a kid. It has um. Our girl Kai Wynn in it. Has, mm. um, Louise Fletcher. Louise Fletcher. Yeah. She's in it. Like, I, I I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I uh, kind of forgot the plot a bit. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about major plot points. And I also didn't, never picked up, I think I watched it when I was much younger, mm. and I didn't pick up on the whole, like, implied incest. Mm. <laughs> There's, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, and I mm. was reading up on it, and apparently, like, the book it's based on is nothing but incest and the sequel to the book is also incest <laughs> keep going i'm almost finished <laughs> keep going i'm almost finished and that was actually one thing that kept the sequel from being made i guess there was like this that the other book in the series is called like petals in the wind uh-huh because it's like the brother oh, petals yeah i yeah. know what they're talking about they're talking <laughs> they talk about pussy lips <laughs> yeah. and i guess it's like i guess that's what i guess christy swanson she was just like yeah, it was nothing but sex, and mm-hmm. so she's just like, no, it would have never been made. Yeah. Even even like the stuff that was in it was kind of like over the top, like like the brother like washing the sister's back and mm. wa- just like constantly watching her take a bath. Mm. It's like, well, speaking of sex and taking baths, <laughs> the episode we watched today has got it all, baby. It has got it, it all. It is chock full of sex, Klingon style. That's like doggy style, but a lot more violent. It's yeah. like it's like doggy style, like Michael Vick doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very horny episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is incredibly horny. There is like three different romance plots happening at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense actually. Yeah, an A, B, and C plot and, are all and, romance plots, and oh, and yeah. honestly, it and doesn't I, feel like a romance episode though. No. Because there's not like a ton of like really kissy, lovey dovey, make out sensual scenes or anything like that. A lot of it is yeah. played very comedically. <laughs> yeah. Like it's played as a comedy episode, like first mm-hmm. and foremost. And also it's like seeing sort of like romance, but through the lens of like, an, of through aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like not like kissy, kissy, hug, hug type stuff because yeah. it's like. That's not how Klingons. No, they don't <laughs> so do it that style. And so it's like, so it's it is kind of like, um, uh, what what's the um that one 
um, the story about the guy with the long nose. Pinocchio? No, uh, who, you know. Oh, oh, Roxanne? Or the, the one where, yeah, I know, uh, Pagliacci? No. No. Uh, you're talking about the one that the movie Steve, Rox- Steve Martin did yeah, do Yeah, Steve it, Martin in but Roxanne. It, but, yeah, but, it is, but, but it is based on yeah, that, that I know. story. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, you know, where he's just like, where since he's like ugly, but he's in love with the woman, he helps like a handsome man. Mm-hmm. Like win her heart, win her yeah, heart, and yeah. so there's kind of like a little bit of that happening, definitely. And but also it's like yeah, kind of a yeah comedy of errors because yeah, it's just like two conflicting um, uh, uh, cultures and worldviews, and yeah, worldviews having to like find some sort of common ground and, mm-hmm. and then like make it work. And and you know it, it's sweet. You know, spoiler, it, it happens, but it's just like oh, we'll 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 get there. We'll get there. We'll get balls <laughs> deep, baby. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, everybody be getting balls deep, except two people. Except the, two people, which is for the best, probably. I, I thought that was actually kind of like that was actually the nastiest one. I thought. I like a nasty. I was like, I was like, I'm actually not into this. It's actually making me very uncomfortable. Uh, they <laughs> they bring the cringe in this episode. They like, do. well, I, yeah. I'm going to say, so uh, the, the episode we watched today, by the way, is uh, DS9, Season 5, Episode 3, Looking for Parmach in All the Wrong Places. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one aired October 14th, 1996. Mm. It's the 99th episode of DS9 and the 431st episode of Star Trek overall. Oh, wow. It's the 99th episode of DS9? Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so that means the 100th was is the... Um, next episode. Yeah, yeah that was the... Because I ended up watching that mm-hmm. after... Right, right. Auto Place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I left this episode too. And like, I, that's, that's, a, that's a good 100th episode, I thought. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Uh, this is the second episode in the Quark and Grilka uh, saga. Mm-hmm. Second of two. Um, should have been three. It should have. Uh, the, the first episode being the House of Quark from, I think, season two, or which, season three episode. Which, three. Had, which is another great episode. We had tons of great lines like, and your mm. husband! Yes. <laughs> uh, and that one was also written by Ronald D. Moore, oh, who, yeah, wrote, who wrote this episode. Uh, and this episode is directed by none other than Andy Robinson, mm-hmm. better known as Garrick. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he actually didn't go through the directorial training program that they usually do for Trek actors because mm. he wasn't a series regular, so he wasn't mm. always on set. Okay. Um, but he did direct several plays before this for mm. which he won awards, and so because of that, they let him direct this episode. Interesting. So I, th- I thought it was I thought it was very very good. Also, it yeah. was very competently directed for sure. Yeah. yeah, and it felt very playful in a way that Andy Robinson is yeah. playful, and also like almost like a play as well. Like mm-hmm. I, we were talking, like I can't remember the damn name of the thing, but like uh, that the, the old play with the yeah the guy mm-hmm. you know speaking for the other speaking for the other handsome man and um uh to win the heart of a, of of his, of his lover. Yeah, you know, there's a lot there's that there's a scene that like that, that happens. So yeah. So yeah, Roxanne. What's it based on? Oh, Cyrano. 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 Yeah. Cyrano. There you go. Yeah, Cyrano. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is also in a remake of Cyrano. Oh, that's right. Recently. That was supposed to be pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you uh, you want to get in this episode? Yes. Let's jump in. Just let's put the tip in first. Let's put the tip in. So we open up on Julian Bashir walking through a hallway when he comes upon the O'Brien residence mm-hmm. and the door to it. He's um. He hears an argument coming from inside, and he leans in to listen, just as none other than Quark shows up. 
Quark listens uh, because he's got big ass ears and <laughs> recounts the argument as Kieko suddenly approaches. Confused, Bithir Bashir thought the O'Briens were arguing, but Quark says it was the other O'Briens, Miles and Kira, <laughs> uh, arguing about Miles hiding her spring ball racket because she's carrying his baby. <laughs> uh, but Keiko makes them stop and talk it out and share their feelings. Mm. So this is obviously a thruple. Yes. This is the most thruple-coded thing yeah. in all of Star Trek, really, mm -hmm. besides Bones and Spurk. Bones and Spurk, yeah. Bones Spurk. Yeah. Yeah. Bones, they Bones is kind of like the outsider. They, they yeah. both of them just kind of. I, I, I like to watch Jim. <laughs> I don't, I don't. And this top, this bottom, you know, you're just, you're just crazy talk to me. I just want to watch and jerk my dick off. I'm just your aromantic partner. My, I don't even know if I have a prostate. <laughs> See, I just, I just like to stroke the head a lot. And I'm a doctor. I don't know if I do. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I could probably take a look, but yeah, I, I I prefer to leave it up to mystery, yeah. Jim. Now kiss me. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're so soft. <laughs> you shave so close for me, Jim. <laughs> this is more uncomfortable than the O'Brien Kira plot. Put put. That's right. Put put your tongue in my belly button, Jim. <laughs> oh, he into that utero play. <laughs> so, uh, we go over to uh, Worf and Jadzia Dax, who are arguing about Klingon opera. And she mm -hmm. says, for being so modern, Worf is a man very tr tied to traditions, which mm -hmm. she likes, since she likes a man riddled with contradictions. Yeah. She is so fucking hot for his two cocks in the scene already, it's insane. Like, yeah, she's, Andy, laying on, she's laying on really thick. Andy Robinson, I, I think his directorial style was like, can you, like, just be a gay man for Worf? Like, <laughs> just lay it on thick, be nothing but innuendo. Like make him make him feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Can do, boss. I do Can like, fucking do." I do like the buildup because mm -hmm. yeah, she's she's trying. She starts off very indirect in this episode. A little. Yeah, I mean, she's a she, little. I mean, she's she's you know, it, it's she's she's kind of like you know being playful but not outright saying it mm -hmm. and so it's a good you know at the end yeah <laughs> when she's like and she's finally just like loses her cool yeah she loses her cool <laughs> and she's like we're gonna have a battle to the death so i can fuck you yes. and i'm like cool cool <laughs> this is my kind of thing because she is just doing sort of like just like like flirting you know and yeah. stuff like that and then it's just like and, and, and then, just going right over his head yeah and then at one moment <laughs> she's like you need to take a hint I'm like fucking struggle play <laughs> yeah. and uh and then they choke each other and then other. he gets it it's funny like yeah, yeah it's, it, and, she, he doesn't get it until she like starts to choke him yeah and then he's like oh I like that shit <laughs> yeah she's like pop laugh like, oh, what's going on but yeah, I do, I do like how I do like uh, throughout this whole episode. It's, she's 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 hinting it a lot, so it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, so suddenly, a Klingon woman shows up, and Worf is motherfucking mesmerized. Mm -hmm. He says the woman is glorious and follows her in a daze, and uh, Dax follows after him. Yeah. At Quark's, the Klingon woman sits with her party, and Dax is not particularly impressed. Mm -hmm. Worf doesn't recognize her family crest and watches as she hugs Quark to his dismay. 
I do like I do like the the meeting because yeah they mm. go up and they kind of both go yeah. <laughs> like like they're just being playful and act like they're both going to go for weapons or something right right and then like then give hugs it's really sweet yeah it is it is really sweet and like yeah. uh, this is very much both a I feel like more than anything a quark and a Dax episode mm-hmm. Worf Worf definitely plays a huge part yeah but like it really furthers their arcs more than any's anybody i guess yeah. like wharf too because him yeah. and dax end up getting married but yeah because this is yeah this is the start of their whole romance mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this is a very yeah like iconic this episode. is a consequential episode yeah. i feel um mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's really sweet mm-hmm. uh it is like definitely i'd say the maybe the best romantic episode of ds9 yeah, it's, one of the, so. it's one of the few. I mean, there's the one where like Kira gets with Barile and the one where she gets with Odo. That one's all right. Yeah. Nah, the 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 alternate all of, universe all of- Odo though is like he's just like a Jimmy Buffett. He's like a parrot head. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'm uh, much better uh, on this planet. I gotta tell you, I love you. I've always <laughs> loved you. A genocidal, a genocidal parrot head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what parrot heads are. Yeah, they're like you, you know which side they're taking oh, on yeah. Israel Palestine. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know, they're like, it should be an open air prison. (laughs) Like, and we should be bombing this open air prison. Oh, yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. Fish in a barrel. Mm -hmm. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, um, yeah, I would say Kira's, all of Kira's love stories are probably the worst. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't know, Brile and yeah, she, she, she likes some boring ass white dudes yeah and i the odo one i thought was probably like the worst one it's uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's up there with i mean yeah because like star trek is ha, has a pretty bad trek track record with trek record trek record yeah. with uh with their romances you know mm-hmm. chakotay seven of nine troy and wharf right like those troy and wharf wait oh no i'm th- sorry troy troy and rikers great. yeah troy, yeah, troy and rikers like, great yeah yeah but that you know that you know hail mary troy and oh, wharf one fucking was, fucking picard and crusher yeah the oof. way that in the waterfall <laughs> yeah oh we gotta I, I can't come unless the it's pounding the waterfall is pounding my prostate yeah, <laughs> yeah there's not there's not good romantic episodes in Trek, unfortunately, except this one. I This one is a great one. This one's great. I'm one. trying to think of the other ones, like Yeah. Um, nah. I mean even like yeah, like Star Trek Insurrection is <laughs> like kind of a, a romantic tale with you know I mean I liked I liked, and Pic- Riker, I liked Picard and that and, sucks. <laughs> I liked Picard and Vash. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that one, I thought, I thought. Oh yeah, worked. that was that was like believable and like yeah, it's cool. A, it's a good like opposite to track type thing because mm-hmm. you know you have like the the rules based uh, space lawyer guy and then like the the you know the the uh, uh, Indiana Jones right 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 <laughs> like, like uh, type type. Yeah, woman, she yeah. she wasn't into it though. No, she she fucked and chucked. You know. Yeah, I I thought that they could have done it if she didn't leave go for. Q, I thought it, I thought that could have been something. Yeah, but you know, we don't get yeah. everything we want. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, don't always get what you want. Um, I mean, you know, another kind of romantic episode I'd say would be um, Rules of Acquisition with Pell and uh, and Quark, and that was pretty good. Yeah, I was, was pre- I was actually well. wanted to bring that because I I like. And then also House of Quark is. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I do like Quark's choice in women a lot because he mm-hmm. definitely goes for stronger women. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it goes, it oh def- he's he's a sub. 
We all oh, yeah. know he a sub. <laughs> he definitely likes women who, because he's he was also very attracted to Dax. Oh yeah, remember like mm-hmm. he's yeah, like yeah. he he had a crush on Dax. Well, who doesn't? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but it's interesting to go, see from his like from a cultural point of view with mm-hmm. Rengi because like they have very like you know their women are expected to be submissive. Mm-hmm. You know they can't wear clothes. They basically have no rights in their society. Mm-hmm. But like Quark, he definitely goes for women who are very um, strong, independent, and mm-hmm. um, and are, you know intelligent and everything else. And he's really attracted to that. Yeah. Especially with Pell, you know, he kind of had like a um, crisis of of uh, sexual identity. There, where yeah, he's just like yeah. he's just like, um, am I gay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like he's just like, and then he's like. Uh, you know, oh, okay, I'm into it, but yeah, but you know, Pell was like, you know, she wanted to live as a man, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 so I think that was kind of start because then he was also attracted to the one Cardassian woman, you know, and right, uh, right, uh, and then then he had, uh, of course, he had he he was in love with Dax, and then now you know, Grilka, and yeah. I, I just wish like the series had ended with with him like maybe do, ending with Grilka because it ends with him like you know. With his arms around two Dabo girls. Yeah, I know, which is not. Yeah. You know, it's. I'm. I'm sure that's a great ending for him, but it's not a great ending for the viewers. You know. No, because like, because like, there was all this. You know, because he had. I thought he had some good, uh, romantic interest throughout Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. and like. It, but he he got the riz with Grilka. He does have the riz with Grilka. He got that riz. Yeah. He got that riz, and she got that jizz. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> To even trade. So suddenly Dax remembers that the Klingon woman is in fact Grilka. Yeah. Not just Quark's friend, but his ex wife. And Worf, <laughs> Worf is pissed about this. Yeah, Worf almost loses his mind. Oh, he can't, yeah. He can't understand it. Yeah. Um, so opening credits, four minutes in. Hmm? Great. Yeah, it was, that was a great opening, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was a really good opening. Yeah, for four does, minutes, packs yeah. a lot in there. Yeah, yeah it, esta- it pretty much establishes the path of the, of the, whole, the whole show. Because, yeah, you have like the. The K- O'Brien, Kira, mm-hmm. uh, Quark, and Grilka, and then yep. Dax and Worf. So yeah, yeah, says it all up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Quark brings Grilka her drink, which makes her one of the very few Klingons that doesn't drink blood wine. Says mm-hmm. Quark, except for prune juice. And she's <laughs> like, "What?" And he's like, "Never mind." Uh, Quark is laying it on. Th- Thick for Grilka, and uh, call, uh, Grilka calls him a subpar husband, but an excellent bartender. Yeah, which he calls the best compliment he's ever heard. I, I mean, we did have that <laughs> uh, line in the in the first in their first uh, meeting where you know he puts his hand on her thigh, and she's like <laughs> smiling. And I'm like, if you don't remove your hand from your my thigh, I'll crush every bone in your body. <laughs> type which is very good. Like, so he was like, uh, even from that episode, he was kind of like, you know. This could be a little something, right? Some, some, some. Grilka tells Quark that the recent hostilities between the United Federation of Planets and Klingon Empire have been costly to her family. And Quark asks, War, what is it good for? And if you ask me, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Which uh, Ronald D. Moore is such a silly goose for writing a funk song into this episode. He is such a silly goose. War by war. Yeah, but yep. it could it could be possible that that Quark could have heard that song. 
True. I mean, it, it still exists. The Beastie Boys. He probably hears Beastie Boys all the goddamn yeah, time. Yeah, he's like, God damn it, turn that Beastie Boys off. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 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 it's already shown. Like, it doesn't yeah, make sense. It mentioned Spark and Klingons <laughs> he before, Im- they, before they existed. <laughs> he has immersed himself a bit in human culture, you know. Mm-hmm. He has the root beer. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he probably got the root beer. And then, like, you know, when um, his brother, you know, mm-hmm. like, went off on his own, you know. and His red marks. Yeah. He knows he, about and marks and angles. He knows about marks and angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his brother also wanted pancakes mm-hmm. instead of his, instead of the grub worms. Right. So he's, so he's kind of, in, so he's kind of had uh, some run-ins with, uh, with human culture. So I'm, I'm sure he's had to deal with a lot of human culture since there's a lot of humans on DS9, you know? Yeah. We don't really ever see like a jukebox and quarks. So, I mean, that could be a No, song. but they, they do go up to the Hollow Suite to uh, fucking, um, you know, Pally's. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pally's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go see Vic Fontaine and shit. So, you know, they, they do have music and he does. Yeah. I don't know if they're all original songs on there or if he does like Frank Sinatra shit mm. or whatever, but you know, yeah. they do have something. Yeah. They have a lot of exposure to human shit. Yeah. Um, so Quark offers to look at Grilka's financial records to see if he can help. And a handsome Ferengi in Grilka's house tells Quark, if he fails, he will kill him himself. <laughs> uh, next Dax recounts to Grilka, a Quark story from the episode, uh, the house of quark where they get married so she can control her house through him which mm-hmm. is basically what happens in the episode yeah uh wharf says quark is unworthy of her and dax says he has a case of par mock suddenly cisco comes in and asks if it's contagious like the <laughs> vaccine and he doesn't say like a vaccine <laughs> uh where after dax explains par mock is the cleon word for love mm-hmm but with more aggressive overtones. Yes. So sex. Yes. Probably. Where their sex is just also like almost borderlines assault. It is. <laughs> it, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's very violent. It's very kinky. Yeah, lots of strangling. Yeah. Lots of bones breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, like uh, if you're into that, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it makes sense. Also, like you know, in the future where we have like little magic wands you can wave over over mm-hmm. you and it, it fuses your bones back together mm-hmm. can only it, imagine how this that was before the, the invention ooh, of that in uh, klingon culture uh, i wonder if like that that medical device that can fuse your bones and stuff can that also like uh, help your boner maybe do you think it can give you a boner i probably i do you think it has not? like a viagra function basically <laughs> that'd be cool huh it's on i have it set on turgid <laughs> Jim, I have it set on the max setting. Now kiss me. Kiss me like you used to, Jim. It's engorged with blood. I can't get any more engorged. Yeah, oh, it's gonna pop like Vesuvius, Jim. <laughs> Looks like a big red blister. <laughs> gonna drain that there. <laughs> Looks like a dog's dick, Jim. <laughs> That's how red it is. <laughs> now put it in your sweet little <laughs> mouth. God damn. <laughs> you want me to keep going? Or are you almost finished? No, you can finish. <laughs> you can finish. I, I, I already finished. Thank you. <laughs> if you're still listening at home, well, well, thank you for staying with Soy Trek. If you're still listening at home, put away the gun. Put away the gun. Put away the gun. It's not worth it. <laughs> Someone cares. Um... 
If you're driving, don't. Yeah, if you're driving, go to the side of the road or drive off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna fucking drive off a bridge this episode, and we're gonna get blamed, dog. I think we've, I think we've almost like told people to drive off bridges before. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. See that? You I see don't that? know what that means. <laughs> You see that video of the cop being run over by another cop? No, that rocks though. <laughs> yeah, it was God, really that's good. so cool. It was it's it's so funny because like mm-hmm. the cops one cop's running and it has like the cop cam in the car, and like mm-hmm. you, you, this looks completely intentional because he just goes up behind the other cop that's running and just straight up runs him over. That's so cool. It is really funny. Man, I like that. <laughs> um. So Worf says Quark is unworthy of Grilka, and Dax says he has a case of Parmok. Oh, uh, we already got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the only Cisco in the episode at all, yeah. which kind of sucks. Yeah, it's he, just he, an excuse to have him on screen because he's like the lead of the show. Yeah, he probably just came in for like an hour. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> like this was like a week off. Like he, they let him take vacation for this episode. Yeah. Um. So next, Bashir is giving uh, Miles a device for Kira for her sneezing, and Bashir asks if they're still fighting. Miles says they're not, and gives him something else for Kira for her ankles. Miles asks if he has something for uh, Rash on the back of Kira's thighs that he noticed when he was helping her out of the tub. Like, already, like, they're, like, there's no reason for him to be doing all of this. Except that she's carrying his baby. She he she is, but like the way like it's sort of like she, going above and beyond. I feel just like yeah. his care. <laughs> like, yeah, she could get like they have like machines and holograms and shit to do all this. I'm sure they have they have a doctor. Yeah, like, like who can like also like, they probably really, have an EMH too that could probably like just hang out. Yeah, and also like they uh, also I mean in real life that was. Uh, you know, Julian Bashir's baby. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Alexander Sadig's. Uh, he, yeah, mm-hmm. impregnated. Um, he was with um, uh, not, not a visitor, visitor for yeah. for quite a few years. I think I don't think they're together anymore. Are they? No, no. She she remarried, but they're, yeah. I guess they're still friends. Like, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. She's been on his po- on his podcast. Like, oh, uh, he's a podcast. Yeah, I don't know Bashir had a podcast. Yeah, it's what's it called? Um, something Sid. Can't remember. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, go check it out, people. Something Sid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Bashir asks if he looked, if Miles looked while he was helping Kira out of the tub. Miles is incredulous about this since it is basically sexual harassment. And uh, says since she's having his baby, it's a perfectly adult thing to do. And Bashir says he bet he looked as Miles stormed off. Would you look? Hmm? Would you look? Where did he look? Would you look? Mm, I don't know. I figured it'd be probably inappropriate. Yeah, but you're helping them out of the tub. You gotta like see things. No, I mean he's. I mean, as as O'Brien said, he was holding up a towel. Uh huh. So he was. So he didn't get a look. Okay. But I guess he did kind of get a look, considering he saw it on the back of her thigh. Right. Oh, he so got. He, so he, he was looking. He got, he got a look. He, he got, got a little. Look. He, got, he got, got a little bit of an eyeful. Look! Look at something. <laughs> <laughs> you can see. You think he saw her pussy? Uh, no. Do you hope he saw her pussy? No. <laughs> Do you hope you see her pussy? No. <laughs> Liar. 
You've been detected lying. You have been detected. Nah, but he's being. I think. Oh, I think. I don't know. That's the thing. Like that, I don't like about this episode. Oh, mm-hmm. that the, that one part. Well, especially there. Yeah, the, this this scene sucks. I don't like it. Suck. Yeah, it's it's like Bashir kind of harassing Miles. Yeah. Yeah, and also I don't like the dynamic between O'Brien and Kira. This is, again, like another bad Kira pairing, I think. Yeah. Like, um... I mean, it makes sense that there would be some kind of drama between yeah. her, Miles, and or Kieko. Yeah. Because of this situation. And so I'm, mm. I'm, I'm fine with them using that. Yeah. Uh, but this did make me... I mean, and that's the it was point. very uncomfortable. But that's the point. Yeah, that's the point, yeah. and it's obviously like directed that way. Mm-hmm. And they obviously, <coughs> and you know, I kind of believe in the uh, like uh, Roger Ebert school of thought on criticism, where uh, the first thing you should ask is, <laughs> did the filmmaker accomplish what they set out to do in the first place? Yeah. And uh, I, I think Andy Robinson wanted this to be very uncomfortable, and <laughs> guess what? It is uncomfortable incredibly uncomfortable yeah i actually it i think it kind of took away from from the fun mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess maybe that's why they didn't include it <coughs> sorry <coughs> man you dying over i here. am dying r.i.p <laughs> r.i.p patrick but uh i did think it took away a bit of the fun of like the quark and grilka situation and mm-hmm. also wharf and dex yeah because it's like you're watching this and you're just like gross <laughs> yeah but it adds a different dynamic to the episode to where it's not all of one thing yeah true. because both the grilka <laughs> and the the dax wharf romance are both like played for comedic effect a lot of the time yeah and uh you know so i'm fine with it yeah i'm fine i'm fine with it even though it is uncomfortable it's intentional it sets out mm-hmm. what it set out to do, and I like that. Yeah. It's well-written in a way that makes you motherfucking uncomfortable. It's really well-acted and directed in ways that make you really uncomfortable. So, yeah. you know what? I, I kind of like it. You know what? It gets a pass. Yeah. It gets the soy yeah. trick pass. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Worf comes into Quark's, and Morn is just hanging out, uh, licking his drink. Um, <laughs> Worf says he'll apologize at a later time and tells Morn he's in his seat loudly and throws him before sitting there. Yeah, he, I do like this part because um, uh, it just shows how what a tryhard mm-hmm. Worf is sometimes. Oh, he is. He's a Klingon tryhard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yells for blood wine and suddenly asks what that smell is and looks to the handsome Klingon in Grilka's house and asks mm-hmm. if it's him. He demands that he stand when uh, he's talking to him and tries to instigate a fight with him. An older Klingon at the table says, Worf, son of Moog, come with me! (laughs) And uh, takes him aside and tells him that challenging Thopak, who's the handsome Klingon, Mm -hmm. Thopak, uh, says uh, he says he can't be with Grilka because his house, the house of Moog, is dishonored. Yeah. Um, but I do like how odd, like that guy's just like, look, homie, you're scaring the hose. Yeah, straight <laughs> like, up. You are, mm. like, you're trying way too hard and you're flopping right now. Oh, it, it gets better because he fucking <laughs> yeah. takes him down a peg. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he then says it would not have been a good match uh, and then asks Worf if he's, if he's ever pursued a Klingon woman, to which he says no. So <laughs> what about uh, Kieler? What what happened to her? Yeah, I he was, had a fucking kid with a Klingon woman. I, well, I'm wondering if if she didn't count because she's half human. 
that's and also she was a very unconventional Klingon. True, but like, she still worked for the Klingon Empire and kept did. Klingon customs. Like Yeah. I mean to a point, like she was also she was also like, you know, I also keep human customs and yeah, Worf true. was just like he wasn't mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. Um so Worf is basically a Klingon virgin. Yes. He's he's because uh, uh Keller only had one and a half pussies, not two. <laughs> so he's never you know, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, it wouldn't be a good match. You don't know how to work both your dicks. I mean, did he have sex with Troy? Maybe, but she's only got one vagina. Mm. I'm just wondering, like, because that, because... They had a Kaler kind is, of a long romance. Because Kaler is the only, like, like before all of that stuff, like, the only woman we see him have a romance with besides Troy. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and that and the Kaler thing only lasted like what <laughs> a half a season or something. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, and they barely saw each other. Yeah, enough time to reveal that hey, you have a kid. Hey, That's, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, by I, the I by, know, she was in what like three or four episodes, maybe something. Like yeah, that? It wasn't a ton. Which is funny because Susie Plaxton is in so many other. Mm-hmm. It's not like she went anywhere, right? Right. <laughs> like why she just no it? longer played that character. Yeah. I mean, they needed some drama and some stakes, and yeah. for you to care about Worf for some reason. Yeah, I guess because so. you're like, man, he's a shit father, and yeah. then she dies, and you're like, well, at least he's a like a reluctant shit father, I guess now. Yeah, I don't know. Poor Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get any Alexander in, in the third season of Picard, which I would have liked. Yeah, that would have been cool as hell. I mean, that actor's still around and doing stuff. I mean, I, uh, at least the the one who played him on DS9 mm. later stuff. So. Mm. Um, so, uh, the old Klingon tells Worf it's Lady Grilka's wish that he leave now and not return. <laughs> Which is like, damn, dude, you scared the host so bad they exiled you. Yeah. You got exiled from the club by the hose. And this is this is basically Worf's house. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where Worf lives. And right. she's just like, you need to leave. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, you know your regular bar? Stay out. Stay out. <laughs> While we're here, don't come in. You're not welcome <laughs> here. Worf's like, fuck, I guess I'm not. It rocks so much. It's so embarrassing for Worf. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. you really feel bad for him because... He like, basically got called a virgin and told to leave. Yeah. Because yeah, cause he was scaring his object of affection. Like, And and so bad that... Yeah, and she just completely dismissed him. And that has to be, like, the biggest kicking the balls <laughs> all four of them all four balls all four balls i really felt for Worf. i was just like oh poor Worf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know but you know we all know what happens to yeah Worf, he's so. i mean he's kind of a milady guy here like trying to act real tough and shit he and- is he, I, I can see him i can see Worf like watching um like uh mystery was that was his name yeah yeah yeah. like uh type videos like he's watching <laughs> like, like hmm, <laughs> interesting he's like watching pickup artists like that'd be funny if he comes in wearing a really like extravagant outfit and like really tall hair but <laughs> that big fuzzy hat has much honor <laughs> it's it's fr- it's from the house of jamiroquai <laughs> <laughs> uh, jamiroquai could definitely be like a klingon house i think mm. yes Sounds like one. Mm, Jamiroquai, the house of the moving floors. <laughs> um, so later with Dax, Worf thinks he's a fool, and Dax is like, you're in love, but there's not much of a difference. Good point, Dax. Well written, Ronald D. Good Moore. Good point. Uh, Dax wonders if what Tumok, the old Klingon, said 
about Worf not knowing about Klingon women is right, and if that's what really was bothering him. Quark suddenly comes in and asks Dax for help. Grilka invited Quark for dinner in her quarters this evening, a very private dinner. And he needs to brush up on his Klingon customs and culture. <laughs> Worf gets up and just walks over to a corner in the room. <laughs> he like gets up angrily, and instead of leaving, he just goes to the corner and just like hangs out angrily. He's, he's just brooding. Yeah, like, he's he's brooding hardcore here, and it's pretty funny. It is very, it is very, very funny because, it, and that's 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 why you know this is directed by a stage director mm -hmm. is because on stage plays, it's it's normal to just go to the edge of the the curtain and then just like come back after yeah. like hearing something in play world. Yeah, but here in the real world it doesn't make any <laughs> sense to stay in the room if you're mad about something yeah he could have just left but mm. it is funny uh just like this this like right after this in complete embarrassment mm -hmm. then he has this second oh even bigger embarrassment <laughs> and, and like, even bigger embarrassment at first he was like oh it's bad that she like talks to a ferengi and now he learns that it's not just the ex-wife but the ex-wife who still might be interested yeah damn and, and after being like completely shot down in the most embarrassing fashion. Oh, he got she wrecked. She she never says a word to Worf. Never. At, ever. No. no. In this episode. Mm -mm. She doesn't she doesn't even like acknowledge him really. She never acknowledges him. No. Like she completely dismisses him as mm -hmm. a complete non-entity. Which is fucking wrecked, dude. <laughs> and then right after being dismissed. And it's because of a caste system too, basically. Yeah, because of a caste system. Yeah. But also I, also she was just like I ain't feeling Worf. Mm. And also because of the cat, and um, but ap right after that that embarrassing dismissal, he then learns that the station's resident goblin mm -hmm. now has a pri private meeting with her in her quarters, a very a, private, a very dinner. with yeah. a private dinner, mm -hmm. and it's just like it's he's basically being stabbed a thousand deaths. Like if he committed like Klingon Harikari. Oh yeah! In this episode, it would have been completely justified. Yeah, if if he ate a batleth, <laughs> I would not be surprised. Yeah, he just yeah. takes out his mock lab and he's like, mm. "Well, I'm opening my belly." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Quark admits that he and Grilka didn't be fucking, did not be fucking, did not be fucking, did not be fucking when they were married, and asks what he should do for sex. Uh, <laughs> he wants he wants to get back together with her for sex, but also. He thinks that she's glorious. His words. His words. As, as well as war. So she must be glorious. Yeah. He used, he used, and he used a Klingon term, glory. Wouldn't it be great if she's like so glorious, but then like both them pussies is trash? <laughs> Just absolute dog dick. I don't know. I think we see that they are, in fact, not. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 uh, 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 Quark barely survives. <laughs> yeah, no, he, she bends him over. Yes. So um, Dax tells Quark that he should take it slow at dinner and just talk about her family's history. Mm -hmm. Worf pipes in and tells Quark of a custom to bring a freshly killed animal leg to dinner, uh, sweep everything off the table, and propose courtship, which is like his, this speech that he gives here is amazing. I do feel like it is interesting, like with Worf, because mm -hmm. he obviously like came into like his Klingon heritage later in life, mm -hmm. and 
and so it's like he had he almost treats everything with much more fanfare than I think typical Klingons do. It's it's like a lot of like you know uh, you meet like immigrants who come here yeah. and stuff, and a lot of them know way more about America than like mm-hmm. someone like even me who reads a lot about America. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like what the fuck? Because you know they 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 care more. Yeah, because it's you know it's a foreign culture that they want to be a part of instead of just the extant culture that exists mm-hmm. that they could take or leave. Yeah. You know? And and yeah, and all this stuff, like as like that older Klingon told him, mm-hmm. is like Worf's knowledge of all of this stuff is is totally academic. Yeah, like he has never personally done any of this. Right, even with right. Taylor. He, yeah, he's just yeah. like, I <laughs> think I know where the clit is. <laughs> yeah. like he's. I've I've seen it on the porno. <laughs> he's like he's like describing. Like, it's kind of like, you know, now it's like when people say, like, you know, old oh, modern day courtship, you know, you need to bring, you know, you need to ask the father for permission type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like you, it's need, like, you need to ask the father for permission to fornicate. You know, yeah, if you yeah. want to have sex before marriage, you got to yeah. call up and say, hey, daddy, oh, can I yeah. pop my jizz in <laughs> your old gal? He's yeah. like, my wife? My wife. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. You're like, no, no, no. I meant your daughter. He's like, how about both? I'm looking for a bull. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I like using the crickets when something funny actually happens. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, it's he's basically describing like an outdated form of courtship, I think. Yeah. That don't exist. Because like, as we've seen like with other things here, especially when Riker, I think we've discussed like Riker's like you know stint on the klingon ship where like the oh yeah the woman's just like yo we're fucking yeah <laughs> so it's just like and he's like yeah you and your friend bring her along <laughs> and they're like ha, ha, i don't ha. care yeah. i have half the dicks but twice the length yeah, Feel it. yeah like Worf's knowledge of this is like yeah what he's read and 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 books and it's like this is it's completely it- out of control it would be amazing if he's like, uh, <laughs> I need more knowledge about this. And he's like, uh, he goes to the subspace comms and he's like, contact William T. Riker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Riker, where the clit at? Well, oh, there's actually three of them. Get this. <laughs> Get this. Yeah, God, can you imagine that's even bigger insult to him? Like, you mean that? Then he has to ask, actually ask Riker on tips of courting, playing <laughs> on women. And he's just like, God. Yeah, because. Yeah, it's like this is a, another f- form of yeah, as you said, like Worf being a milady type guy, where mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, how do you do, good ma'am? You know, yeah, type like, thing. You open the door for her because she's a woman, not because <laughs> yeah. she's a human. Yeah. Like. And meanwhile, like I think, I think like Quark ends up going about it in a more natural sense because mm-hmm. as you oh, see, he's 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 motherfucking charming. Yeah, he, he's motherfucking charming in this episode, and we'll we'll get to it. It's in, it's in a, a fucking scene that's coming up here, but mm-hmm. like. He, I like, there's a point in this episode where, like, I'd, I'd fuck Quark. Yeah. yeah like, work. if he said that to me, I'd probably fuck him. Like, yeah, and, like, yeah, it, sh- it shows, like, how, you know, there's this all, all this, like, feeling of, like, preparation mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, like, this, like, meeting, this, like, being, like, culturally, like, you know, have, like, this whole cultural aspect to it. But also then it goes back to just, like, oh, no. It's, like, you just need to be yourself. Yeah, that's eventually yeah. eventually the thing. It's just like, yeah, once Quark just starts kind of bees himself a bit, that's all he really needed to do in the first place. Not yeah. have to, not have to have the app 
animal leg and throw all the things off and start a, start a fight with her bodyguard and <laughs> you know and all this other insane shit. Yeah, but that shit's hot. Yeah, and that shows yeah. your shows her. <laughs> and you know, I think Quark's a Tom Daddy in his own way. Maybe like a fin dom. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean he is being fin domed. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh. So after Worf tells Quark of the custom with the freshly killed animal leg, Dax says it could either go well or he could have every bone in his body shattered yeah. by her bodyguard. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Miles, who is massaging Kira, and Kieko um, comes in and gives Kira her clothes back from Garrick with some sick pumps to help her feet. And they're like fucking like four inch pumps, and I'm like, what pregnant woman's wearing four inch pumps? The, those are not going to help anyone's feet, especially <laughs> a pregnant woman. Like, and I think this was actually like an intentional joke from mm. Andy Robinson because he knows that like mm. people who watch Star Trek would be like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> help her feet. But like you know, there's like the you know four women at that time watching were like excuse me <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm sure even lana Vizzer was like uh okay like, I, yeah i think my I think feet it's my a, feet are twice the size of what yeah, they once were i i think it's a joke yeah i hope it's a joke so. i hope it's a joke yeah because no. yeah i'm you know any woman that watches it's like no that's not what no you want. <laughs> uh miles continues massaging kira and gets nostalgic about ireland and kira says uh that he should go there but then she invites herself, and both of them are optimistic about her at first, but then very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I think they realize they've fallen in love. Oh, no. They've fallen for each other. They can't do that. <laughs> uh, Kiego comes in, and shit is awkward. She's like, don't don't stop on my account. And Miles is like, oh, I'm about to come, though. I'm going to come with my pants. I'm about to cheat on my wife. Uh, with my pants. <laughs> the lining of my pants. <laughs> It is funny, yeah. He kind of never really talks about this with Keiko. No, well, that, not that we see. Not that we see, but yeah, it's just like. But I mean, I guess it, it, he shouldn't. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It's 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 very uncomfortable, and it also just from that sense because like, I don't know. I do feel like O'Brien and Keiko really do love each other. They do on a, like uh, you know, but on on like almost like a brother sister level kind of thing. I think O'Brien and Keiko. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking Kira. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, no. They, they're into the incest <laughs> stuff. Like, hey, brother, I'm caught in the dryer. <laughs> what are you doing, brother? Uh, an old human tradition of the, of the, step, the stepsister caught in the dryer. <laughs> this is replicator. Make a dryer. <laughs> Do not understand. Dryer what? <laughs> dryer Just what? makes a hair dryer. <laughs> How are you supposed to get caught in this? <laughs> Yeah, I guess they really wouldn't use dryers in the future. No. No, they'd just, like, throw it in a sonic shower. Like, every mm. all cleaning is dry cleaning in the future. Mm. Think yeah, about it's that. it's all done with sound. Yeah, right? Mm. Mm. I, I, I have my doubts on how effective sounds are in cleaning things. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think it works. Why not? It just sounds stupid. <laughs> it sounds stupid? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Washing <laughs> makes sense. Sounds you're supposed to sound a stink off. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you think about it, water is just air. <laughs> I can't say that was a straight face. 
water and air like the body is made up of water and air man mm-hmm. they're kind of the same thing when you think about it because when you put them together water and air with the other three elements makes captain planet you know what i'm saying man oh, yeah i see yeah. yeah man a little bit of earth do you think Captain Planet's an Andorian man? Or you think he's just <laughs> hiding his, his his fucking antenna with that that mullet man? Oh yeah, you know what? That could be possible. Mar- or he could be bullying. That'd be funny if he's just wearing a wig. Oh yeah. <laughs> could be. That, he's hiding the seam. That uh, goes down uh, uh, Captain Planet is just sh- uh, Shran. Just, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Also Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Just another that. Jeffrey Combs all the way down. <laughs> So uh, next we see Worf practicing Klingon opera, and Quark comes in to thank. I do. I do uh, is this the part where he's on the? Yeah, he's like. Yeah. It shows him. It, it does feel like this would be a good scene to him just be listening to Lincoln Park, like falling <laughs> in my skin. That would be. <laughs> wounds, they will not heal. He's yeah. just like he's just in his own feelings. It's like. Or, or yeah, he's just like wake me up inside. <laughs> can't wait, and he's doing the can't wake up. <laughs> can't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> wake me inside wake me yeah he's just he's just in his own feelings like he's just listening to the most like most dramatic music in the world mm-hmm. just just uh you know feeling just the rejection of eons on his shoulders absolutely <laughs> like it was like the rejection was so bad she sent her old man to reject <laughs> She's like, old man, fucking go tell that guy to fuck off. Go deal with this. And he's like, listen, you're a virgin. She gets tons of dick. You take (laughs) the fuck off, buddy. Like, and he was like, oh, fuck. He got me. Damn. Damn, dude. Damn. Fucking wrecked. Yeah, and like the bodyguard didn't even bother with him, like threatening yeah, the right? bodyguard. The bodyguard, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, no, I'm gonna send the old my old man advisor, mm-hmm. like not even the not even a warrior right. to go tell him to crazy. fuck off. Love it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, Quark comes in to thank Worf for his wonderful evening with Grilka. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that she told him he has the heart of a poet, but Thopak kept eyeing him violently. Quark says Worf has the key to Grilka's heart and asks if he can help unlock it. You know what that means, right? He's I like, know. how do I get them panties off? Mm-hmm. How do I get them off? They made a sheet metal. That's why I, w- I wish like the Grilka thing was more. Because I do feel like this was... It was a very... Ro- like he did... Quark did court her very mm-hmm. elaborately and yeah. then she never returns. Yeah, this. right? Like, like I feel like they should have had that third or final like yeah they just have like sex for two days yeah (laughs) and then we never hear from her ever again no yeah she hit it and quit it she did she (laughs) she was like i like that ferengi dick but man does it stink i can only take it for so long before i just want to throw up all (laughs) over my lap poor quirk yeah he got that stinky peen, man. He got, the stinky he got peen. it big, but it stink. He need to wash it, man. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying like sonic showers don't work. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Quark still has a stinky dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's if, if I, I accept your rebuttal, sir. <laughs> if you were being barraged by sound from all th- from all sides, mm-hmm. and you still got a stinky dick, mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't use the sonic showers. And what does he use? Just nothing? Well, Ferengis have a different cleaning um, regiment mm. where they cover themselves in oil. That's why they're also greasy. I mean, we did see in that um, that 
that uh, Jay Leno clip that was coming around on Twitter recently. Like, mm-hmm. They have giant I come, I come around to a lot of Jay Leno clips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, have you seen this? Have you, you, seen have this? you heard about this? Have you heard about this? In, the, new, this? in the news lately, I'm about to come. <laughs> I'm about to come so fucking hard. <laughs> my wife, uh, she's uh, late for dinner. Get again. <laughs> Oh, all, all, all my cars, all the coffees, they're just cars. covered in my jizz. It's crazy. I got new leather interior. I got got some cars. Got some more cars. You know, I only drive them once. Only drive them once. My wife, she's always late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she's always late for the bowl too. I, I'm like, I'm gonna cuck at seven thirty. She's not there till eight. She's it's me and the bowl hanging out, it's just. Me Raiding, raiding the mini bar. It's very, very, very awkward for the both of us. And what am I going to talk about with the bull all this in time? I, I don't know. I, I just, I just met this guy. I just met him on Tinder. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in the Suite, Dax and Worf are training Quark. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, Quark asks Worf if uh, he can access the key to her heart via Worf, mm. and Worf agrees. And they begin their training. In the Hollow Suite, Dax and Worf are training. This is kind of nice, though. Like, it is very nice of him. Like, War- Worf just was given the deepest blows of his, mm-hmm. of of his, like, of his immortal soul. Mm-hmm. Like, he just got, like, gut He got punched. his shit ripped out. He got his shit Hard in a blender. Out. Hard in a blender. Watch it spin around in a beautiful oblivion. <laughs> yeah. He definitely got it spin around into a beautiful oblivion, and and then he is still a good enough dude mm-hmm. to just be like, you know what? Fine, you can fuck her and I'll help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's just like, I will train you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna train you how to get that Klingon pussy. But I do feel that's also a very Klingon response because his honor. Worf is mystery. Worf invented. <laughs> Worf invented motherfucking pickup culture, my dog. And you know he did. It. You know he. He's like. You got to neg her. <laughs> you got to neg Do you know what that means? <laughs> yeah. Tell her she her makeup sucks. <laughs> yeah. Tell her tell her eyebrows are slightly big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like um, yeah, but I do feel like this is his way of reclaiming his honor. It because, is. Because like because yeah. you know, we saw like, you know, in the one um Klingon lawyer episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Klingon Oh, the one where they think Worf blew up the ship. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and the and that Klingon lawyer is like, "This is how I'm not a warrior, but this is how I sort of do get my honor." You know, yeah, my yeah, battles. I do battle, you know, in the courtroom, and I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, okay, that's cool." Yeah, and this is kind of like Worf being like, "Okay, well, I can do battle on that pussy vicariously." <laughs> yes, like yeah. I just failed epically mm-hmm. trying to court this woman. But I can still reclaim my honor if I um, fuck her with another man's dick. <laughs> if I if I help another man do it, I will regain my Klingon honor through cucking. <laughs> through cucking. Um. So in the Hollow Suite, Dax and Worf are training Quark to fight with a batleth and speak Klingon. Worf gets impassioned about Klingon lore and nerds out about Klingon romance between um, Kales and his wife. Quark calls this violence ridiculous, but Z- Dax says it's worth it because after the violence, Kales and his wife fucked like crazed voles. <laughs> and then, and the way she says it made me pre-cum just a little bit. <laughs> like, she says it, uh, like, I mean, Terry Farrell is, is a hot human being, but she knows how to be sexy. Yeah. There's a big difference between hot and sexy, and she, like, sexes this up. She does. She's she's really good. She's mm. 
Yeah, and this is part of, yeah, like, her just sort of, like, subtly trying to, um, mini- trying to get the message across to Worf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, being like, Worf, you motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and really, like, also, like, yeah, the part where she is just, like, full on, like, demonstrating her knowledge with, of Klingon culture in front yeah. of him. And it's just going right over his head. Right, right. He's just like, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a dummy because he doesn't know that he's a sub yet, though. I think he figures that out in this episode. Mm. Before this, I think he thinks he's really a dom and a top. Mm. He's not. He's not. He's a little subby baby. Yeah. And he needs he needs mommy to take care of him with her big, big strap. As we see, like, yeah, I mean, just the scene of him just, like, listening to the Klingon version of, like, crawling in my skin, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, alone in, in, alone in his depression chamber. Yeah. Like, we see, like, he is just completely emo. He is. He's <laughs> up in his feels, man. He's so, up in his feels. Uh, Quark asks Dax to do it again because uh, he's my motherfucker, and it was very funny. It seemed like an ad lib, and it was yeah. great. So next, Odo and Kira are discussing equipment thefts, and Odo says their security problems are Miles O'Brien's fault, and Kira defends him. Odo wonders if Kira is growing fond of Miles, and says she's been always fond of the Chief, but Miles is a different story, (laughs) which is a pretty good line, although he's being a fucking dickhead about this. It's because he's jealous. I know, he's he's jealous, but he's being a fucking dick. Yeah. I don't like him. I Yeah, that's (laughs) the thing. Like, I... I mean, I there's certain things I like about Odo, but I don't kind of like him just as like a person. No, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I like his character yeah. on occasion in some mm-hmm. episodes, and like he fits well into the story. Yes, but it, like it, him, like I wouldn't want to be friends with him. No, like, like most of the people on DS Nine. No, he has his moments. Mm-hmm. Like really, like the like the romance between him and, him and Luxwana. Made yeah. the most sense. It did because she like helped redeem him because she kind of yes. needed a redemption arc herself, and, and she also found the humanity in him, right. which he never really like, which he didn't let out too much, mm-hmm. and and other and she was able to see it, you know, part of you know being a yeah. Betazoid, yeah, and right, right, and but she was able to see it, and. And I felt that made sense for yeah. them pairing because he's very closed off individual. Yeah, because she sees past his gooey exterior. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and also she was like horny as fuck. Oh, so fucking horny. <laughs> like, Dude, like that that line where uh, he's like, uh, every night I turn into a fucking bucket of goo for like eight hours, and she's like, I can swim. <laughs> yeah. That is the horniest line in horniest. all of Star Trek. It really is the like, horniest. Like that was. That was really like that should that's crazy made it past censors. It is. <laughs> like, it really is. Like yeah, she was all into it and I feel that that should have like I mean, I'm not sure if like at this point like uh Magil Barrett was having some sort of health issues why she mm-hmm. couldn't like maybe commit to more episodes. I don't know, but like mm-hmm. um but yeah, I would have liked a Luxwana Odo pairing instead of like the Odo Kira that we got yeah that absolutely made, that made the least amount of sense to me yeah Kira yeah there was way more other characters she would have been good with I think mm-hmm. uh she would have actually I think been good with Worf but I do like Dax Worf a lot yeah me too. he just needs like a dom mommy and both of them are dom mommies for sure oh yeah absolutely. which is probably why she was with Beryl is he just opened up them cheeks and let her do her thing <laughs> but he was also like yeah the human equivalent of Ambien yeah, like, no, he yeah, he was, like, he was, yeah, he was Prince Valium from uh, <laughs> yeah. from Spaceballs. 
Yeah, he was a complete dork. I hated yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kira says it's like she's part of the O'Brien family, and Odo, like a fucking dickhead, asks which part she is. And she's like, what? And he's like, what, like sister, mother, cousin? What part of the family are you? And I'm like, fuck you, Odo. Yeah. Suck a dick. I mean, Odo's obviously angry. Yeah, and fuck, so fuck Odo. So he's just trying to be the biggest asshole he Fuck can up. to her, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This part I di- also didn't like. No, yeah. this this one wasn't great. And it, it was, it, I think it was just an excuse to get Renee Abergenois in the episode so he could get his credit. Oh yeah, because they had to get everyone in the episode from the main credits, <laughs> yeah. except for Jake, I think. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good because I, the next episode's a good Jake episode. Yeah. So. so, in Quark's, Thopak is angry about Grilka courting Quark, and Tumok tells him to know his place. Tumok is just the burn master. I think that's yes. why Grilka carries him around. She's like, go insult that guy. And he's like, <laughs> I've got it, my liege. <laughs> yeah. uh, your dick is small and smells like shit. And I, no, how did you know that? And see, that's how that Klingon gets his honor and get, wins his battles. Yeah. Through, through wordplay. Yes, I... I do the battle raps. <laughs> yeah. That is my honor. That is my battlefield. I have I have a crowd work insult comic routine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this guy. It looks like he has a, pl- a pile of shit on his head. <laughs> my sword is a sure SM58. Uh, Quark and Grilka come down the stairs laughing after having done battle in the holodeck, and Grilka asks him why he pursues her. Great mm. question. Great question to ask on a date. Uh, He says he only pursues things he wants to acquire. And this turns her off for sounding too Ferengi. But he admits that he is, in fact, Ferengi and proud of his culture. Mm. And turns it all the way around by saying that he knows things of great value as a Ferengi. And she may be worth more than all the latinum in the quadrant. And holy shit... This gave me chills. I would have <laughs> fucked Quark right in this moment. I would have fucked his little gremlin face. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, that, like she is just like, wow, that is the most romantic thing. Because it is. Ever, it, it's the most romantic thing a Ferengi could say. Could say. Yeah. Like he is like basically admitting, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, we, my culture values nothing but money, but you are worth more, more than money. Than any money in the mm. entire yeah, like, well. quadrant. Yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. sweet. It'd be like saying to me, like, you're worth more than a bathtub full of cum. And I'd be like, <laughs> what? What? Me? <laughs> Unvaccinated cum? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> it's worth. I'm about to finish. <laughs> it's worth more than gold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> worth more than latinum. Uh, Grilka calls Quark her. Kales and Quark calls her his Lucara. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that part. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then suddenly Thopak tosses over the table with Quark and Quark with it. <laughs> he says he cannot watch this any longer and will not protect a house that welcomes a Ferengi such as Quark. Damn, dude, got to be racist, right? Uh, he accuses him of having no honor and says tomorrow they will fight to the death. R.I.P. Quark. R.I.P. Quark. We go back to Keiko and Miles, who are at home relaxing when Kira comes in, and things are kind of awkward. <laughs> Kira says she's going to Bejor for a few days, and Keiko says she can't go alone just in case she goes into labor. And says Miles... Well, how, how far away, how long is she? Like, uh, she's eight months at this point, so okay. she's not due for another month. 
Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Yeah, it is. It's also, it's like, you know, taken into account of Bajoran physiology. Like, Right. I mean, she could go to a Bajoran hospital very easily. Yeah. I mean, maybe they don't want the baby born on Bajor, but who cares? Make yeah. it a dual citizen. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Whatever. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that'd be funny if, like, that still exists. Like, like take the baby over the border. Yeah. <laughs> Canada, so it's born a Canadian baby. Oh. And then she just, like, she's like, it's mine now. <laughs> it's mine. It was born on Bajor. <laughs> You can't have it. I'm going to raise him in the traditional Bajoran religion. I'm going to make another Vedic Burial. <laughs> um, with Worf and Dax... Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, Keiko basically forces uh, Miles to go on this trip. Yeah. So with Worf and Dax, Quark is trying to figure out how to win or get out of this fight and proposes a solution to his fight in the House of Quark. But Worf reminds him that he was saved ultimately by Gowron. Quark begs for a Klingon tradition to help him win, but suddenly Dax has an idea. In the Holosuite, Worf and Dax have affixed something that allows Quark's body to be controlled by Worf so that Worf can be the one doing the Klingon duel. I feel like if this was like a scene in like the Naked Gun or something, mm -hmm. like that would have been like, it would be a really good comedy thing <laughs> i mean like, and they do play it for laughs yeah, definitely like, yeah if like so, if suddenly like you know something started happening to wharf mm -hmm. <laughs> something very comical or, or maybe if wharf that's when wharf's decided to start having sex with dax <laughs> and, then, like, <laughs> and then like quark's like what are you doing to me <laughs> quark's like i only have one i don't uh, know what's happening uh, it's wait, splitting in two why am i bending over <laughs> <laughs> oh I see. I see. I see. I understand it all now. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Grilka and Thopak are just like, what the fuck? Standing in the corner like, <laughs> oh my god. Why? And Gwark is like, no, I'm into it. <laughs> His knees are quivering. <laughs> so, uh, Dax tells Quark to go to bed so he can rest tomorrow for tomorrow. Worf cannot believe he's helping Quark pursue Grilka. Dax wonders why, what... Why can't he believe it? He, that was his idea. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dax wonders what's so great about Grilka, and Worf tells Dax all of the things that he likes about her. Her poise, both them pussies, both them buttholes, and all five of them titties. <laughs> and also it should be said at this point, Worf has only observed her from afar. Yeah. He literally knows nothing about her. He is such a fucking neckbeard Vidora head in this yeah, episode. He he is like, not I, I know we're perfect for each other. <laughs> just because she's so beautiful. Yeah, he has only observed her from a distance mm -hmm. and got told to fuck off by no, her. No, he's the only thing he has to know about her is like his male gaze. Yes. Yeah. Is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so Dax says he should be going after someone a little more entertaining and fun and attainable. Come on, Worf. Take a hint. Yeah. She wants to do things to both his buttholes so bad. <laughs> both of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Worf says she's not in his shoes. And she says, too bad. You'd be surprised what I can do in a pair of size 18 boots. And somehow she makes it really hot. And also, again, mm -hmm. totally goes over Worf's head. Right. Worf is just like, Duh! Right. <laughs> it's wild. Um, she is such a slutty hoe on this episode, and all I have to say about that is, 
queen. <laughs> queen. <laughs> a queen. Uh, the next day, Quark rolls into the Hall of Suite for the duel. He accepts the challenge uh, from Thopak uh, for Lady Grilka's honor and activates the body control. The battle begins and Quark gets the upper hand. Thopak asks where he learned to fight with a batleth, and Quark says he's a man of many talents. Yeah. And then pulls out his dick and says, <laughs> I can fuck like a champ too. And Thopak's like, oh yeah? And they kiss. <laughs> the end. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my uh, fanfic. Yeah, that's, that's my that's, fanfic. That's that, my that, fanfic. That, that's I'm sorry. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> um, so Quark is doing well in the battle, and suddenly the body control goes off. Yeah, because he uh, Worf accidentally cuts off one of the antennas. Yeah, because he's a dummy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thopark charges in for the killing blow, and Quark yells, Wait! Invokes the Ferengi rite of proclamation. <laughs> uh, Tumac has never heard of this before, but Grilka says that since Quark has respected their customs, they will respect Ferengi customs. Mm -hmm. Quark explains that he needs to make a speech, a speech about Grilka, and makes the worst speech ever about an aquarium of love. Well, then it starts to it starts to pull up. It starts to it starts to take form. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it does a little it, bit. It sucks a lot. Uh, <laughs> and suddenly the body control comes back on, and Worf wins the battle with the killing blow attainable. <laughs> knocks knocks Thopak's batleth to the side. I, I do like how. War, uh, Quark is just like, and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like right when the body control <laughs> comes back on, he's like, "All right, speech done." Yeah, and, yeah. but he's like, Quark is definitely gonna take this man's life, but mm -hmm. Worf won't take it. Yeah, so. yeah. Worf does the honorable thing. So Thopak tells him to end it, but instead, Worf gives Thopak's batleth to Grilka. She is impressed with Quark's action and tells Thopak that he's fucking fired. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> you fired. That, uh, couldn't have, that couldn't have ended worse. Like it would have been more honorable if, like, he had been killed. Yeah, right. Because like he, his honor has been satisfied. Like <laughs> his, he's going back to Kronos, fucking unemployed with no house. Got beat by honor. a Ferengi. Got fucking his ass handed by to a Ferengi in front of other Klingons, one of whom is like the head of a powerful house. Yeah. Like people gonna hear about this yes yeah he's never gonna be you know, hired again. you know that old guy is getting on subspace <laughs> relays right after on the subspace forums right after this and being like oh you won't believe what thopak just got his <laughs> ass handed to by <laughs> oh, fucking Ferengi boy. Mm. yeah he's, he's he's on the uh he's definitely on the klingon equivalent of youtube yeah 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 i'm sure if like there was like yeah he would have been going viral on their tiktok no oh, yeah he would have been like his old man gossip uh, yeah there have been like special special noises and everything mm -hmm. added to him getting his ass kicked by a ferengi uh yeah there'd like, be in react shots <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There, there'd be react videos by other ferengi yeah like <laughs> it would be amazing mm-hmm so, um, Grilka and Quark choke each other and get ready to fuck. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of hot. Yeah. They yeah. they just go full at it. Yeah. Yeah. They like, they like start beating each other and stuff and that's and the way Klingons And where fuck. is this? Was this the holodeck? Yeah. They're still in the holodeck yeah. and uh, the old man is still there. <laughs> and, and, and Quark's like, what about him? Oh, he, he likes to watch yeah. and he just stands in the corner Yes, I like to watch. <laughs> He's not even doing anything. He's just standing there. <laughs> He's, shouldn't he be masturbating or something? He's like, no, 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 no. I don't need the pleasure. I just need the memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm taking snapshots with my brain camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, you know, it's actually totally cool to go to the sex club and just observe. People don't mind. Mm, yeah. yeah. Why not? Just, just so anybody knows. If I ever want to go to the sex club and just, like, hang out and look mm. at people doing stuff. They totally like voyeurs. Some people go to the sex club because they're exhibitionists and just want to be watched while they're fucking. Hmm. A lot of people do that. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Worf is still butthurt over Grilka, but Dax tells him he should be able to see an opportunity in front of him and orders the computer to generate batlets. Mm -hmm. She starts speaking Klingon with him, and the two fight in a Klingon ceremony, and then uh, they choke each other, absolutely ready to fuck. Yeah, I do like yeah, when she like is just like, like fuck this, I'm taking the direct approach, mm -hmm. and then like you see the I I do I do like Michael Dorn's acting at this point because he's he really has like that gives worth that sense of 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 uh you know that enlightenment, and he's like he figures out what's going on. Yeah, like, he's like oh <laughs> shit, yeah, that, she wants my dick. Yeah, you, you see you see the expression on his face change, like oh now I know what's happening, and then yeah. like and then like yeah it happens. Yeah, she's like. All right, you're gonna f you're gonna either fight me or fuck me, and he's like, oh, oh. It all snaps Why, in can we do both? <laughs> it all snaps in place for him, uh, like a Lego baby. Yeah, it's like a like a Lego. <laughs> so Miles and Kira are ready to go to Bejor, and Kira says uh, the place that they're staying is a gorgeous, romantic, two hundred year old cottage away from everything, with the most beautiful view ever. It's too romantic, and Miles says he's not going. Kira agrees with him uh, and says she's going to go to the capital and see Shakar. Miles says that's the greatest idea he's ever heard. They then kind of have a moment, and Miles says it would have been nice. And Kira says, yeah, in another life. And this kind of, this, this was, I think, awkward, but the best part of this arc in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very, I don't know. And then Miles is still waiting around. Yeah, because Miles is basically like, am I just going to cheat on my wife? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm waiting for her to make the move. And then she's like, get out. Get out. And he's like, oh. <laughs> uh, which is a good, yeah, it, except, yeah, it does seem like Miles is about to have, like, kind of a fundamental moral failing here. Yes. Which I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, because, I mean, I do feel like, of all, above all, you know, of all things, like, Miles is a wife guy. He's definitely a wife guy. Like, you know, we always joke about his dalliances with, like, Bashir and stuff, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, Miles O'Brien's a wife guy. But he's only ever going to fuck Bashir or Kira because Kiko wants him to. <laughs> yeah. Deeply. Yes. Like, he feels that pressure. She's like, oh, no, you two go away to yeah. a private cabin together, please. <laughs> do it. But also do that's, it. I think that's also just showing, like, Keiko's um, confidence and Miles, I think. She also always, like, pushes him to go hang out with Bashir. She's like, I need some alone time <laughs> with my vibrator. Maybe you should go uh, do that 1942 thing you were doing. Yeah. I mean, that, that, is, that is mentioned in this, right? When they're... When, um, I think like early in the episode is this episode when like um Bashir's like I hear there's like some some um you know we can do go drive our planes or whatever no it's not this episode no, I don't think never mind. no but but she in multiple episodes she like pushes him to spend more time with Kira or Bashir yeah, probably because you know because she wants him to fuck <laughs> she's like I'm I, I'm like into the swinging lifestyle and I just need to push him <laughs> into it yeah you know yeah, she could have, she could have her own romances on the on the ship that we don't even see. 
I'd like that. Yeah. I, who, I, who, would, who would you like Keiko to fuck the most? Bashir. Cisco, I think. Cisco? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm feeling yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, because I, I do feel... Oh, he would, he would wreck her. He would destroy that, man. <laughs> no, but also also Cisco's a wife guy as well. I mean, he becomes a wife guy. He's, he he's a wife, a wife guy. I mean, at this point, he had already he had met Cassidy. He, he re, yeah, he remarries his dead wife, which is very wife guy. Yeah. Very wife guy of him. Very wife guy of him. Mm. So, yeah, maybe not Cisco. Like, he's he's very wife guy pilled. Mm-hmm. That's like, also, yeah, Miles, I do think, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think he's definitely wife guy pilled. And, very much. Yeah, but... Yeah, but I think I do think that just shows like the level of trust she has in Miles and Absolutely. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. So in Medbay, Quark is fucked up with a ton of broken bones and bruises <laughs> and cracked ribs. Bashir asks what he's been up to and he's like, You mean what have we been up to? And and uh and fucking she's right there. And they've been cl- fucking Klingon style, him and Grilka. I do like how Grilka looks unscathed. Oh yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she's she's, fine. she's got nothing broken. But yeah. he's he's. I mean, you know, she was the one doing the fucking. Yeah, yeah. Because because like yeah, because Armin Shimmerman's a very little, little guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, and, he's, he's a cute little guy. Yeah, I mean, he he played the jockey in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's he's a little he's a little guy, mm-hmm. and you know, he's also a Ferengi that has like no muscle mass. So yeah. Yeah. I can see him being absolutely wrecked. Mm-hmm. That's a that's why I was saying like I do like how, yeah, like not only not, not only does like Quark really go for assertive, uh, assertive, um, you know, women. He also goes for just also very physically strong women. No, hundred percent. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he wants to get domed by yeah. a mommy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, muscle mommies. I love it. <laughs> uh, so Dax and Worf come into the med bay, and they're both bruised and battered. And Bashir asks what happened to them, but then he's like, "Oh, I get it. I'm not going to ask any more questions because they too <laughs> fucked Klingon style. They did. Like Dax showed him, showed him how to fuck Klingon style. Yeah. And Worf was like, "Whoa." Because Worf was pretty fucked up. Oh, he was fucked up. Like his <laughs> his his all of his braids were pulled out. Yeah, she was pulling on his hair. He had the uh, scratches on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then the most telling <laughs> thing is Worf sits down very slowly, <laughs> very slowly, very slowly, because his ass is sore <laughs> it's like you know he's like oh god i feel like i just shat out like three years worth of fucking hot wings <laughs> jesus christ oh my god oh my god oh i just uh, i've never had anything up there especially anything that big <laughs> oh my god um he got pegged the fuck out he did he got back, like Dax th- knows what she did yeah there's not that much peg at a steely dan concert you get me that's a that's a steely dan song Oh, I don't, I'm completely unfamiliar with the Peg, works of Steely Dan. It will come back <laughs> to you. No? No. I haven't listened to any Steely Dan. And this may be a shocker to you. <laughs> Time to put you down, boy. You've missed the good world. You missed the good world. Time to go to no world. <laughs> um, so, Worf says that according to Klingon tradition, they now have to get married. But he also points out that Dax is not a traditional woman. It's like also Worf, for fuck's sake, like Klingons fuck. Yeah. Like he is like this is this like it's it's just Yeah, he's like according to the Bible, now that we've (laughs) we've had carnal knowledge of each other, we must be married in matrimony. Yeah, according to the human Bible, if we don't get married, we're going to hell. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just like Worf, 
calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like fucking chill, bro. I mean, I, I mean you you just fucked the universe's biggest slut. Like the <laughs> Dax symbiont has been inside like, you know, thousands and thousands of people as a fuck machine. Like yeah. Like fucking just like I mean Jadzia Dax alone Curzon Dax yeah we know Curzon Dax died while he was fucking because he fucked so much yes he 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 fucked until he died yeah he, uh, they met he fucked like he li he died like he lived he's a fuckman they met the person that he was having sex with when he died right it was the wife of the guy and that's yeah. how Dax got off on the uh, the charges yeah. yeah yeah and like um in the episode Dax <laughs> in the episode Dax from I think season one <laughs> but yeah like. Because as we've seen, like, like we have like a real, a like a you know cl traditional Klingon woman mm -hmm. that's also in the same infirmary, yeah. And they're not like, and she's not being like, well, well, Quark, we gotta get married now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, but she's they've already been married and divorced. They've already so. been married and divorced, but it's just like it's just so funny. Yeah, just Worf being the biggest dork. He's the, such a fedora dork. He's you know. such a fedora dork. Like, he's so Reddit pilled. We have to get married now. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god. He thinks about Rome a lot. He talks. He thinks about Rome a lot. He thinks about Rome a lot. So. <laughs> uh, Dax says she doesn't know how she wants to proceed with the relationship. Um, since she was the aggressor, and she says she wants to take it one day at a time to see what happens. I'm an unconventional woman, and you're an unconventional Klingon. And she's the aggressor, which means the top. Yes. We know this. Yes. Uh, Worf doesn't like the uncertainty of this arrangement, but Dax says one thing's for certain. He stopped thinking about Grilka. And they laugh, and Worf laughs like this. Ha, 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 ha. And it's, uh, that's the end of the episode. I do like that kind of, like, thing, like, addition, like, they include with characters, because, yeah, it's just like... Yeah, of course they're gonna laugh very strangely. They're aliens. But I mean, most most other Klingons don't laugh that oddly. No, they like, don't. Like Goron laughs a lot and ha 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 ha. They do like to laugh. Yeah. Like I will yeah. say, it is funny. Like that's what I do like about um, how Michael Dorn approaches the character of Worf. Because he's so fucking dour compared he, to other Klingons. Well, yeah, he's so fucking dour, but it's also like shows how he exists between these two worlds because yeah, like. You always see, like, Worf is always extremely well-groomed in comparison to, like, other Klingons, because other Klingons basically look like bikers. Yeah, he's like a Klingon who doesn't like to party. Like, he yeah. likes all the history of Klingons and their culture, mm -hmm. but he doesn't like their parties at all. Yeah, like I was saying, like, yeah, he's his, his, his knowledge is mostly academic. Hey, um, do you have a list of N.A. blood wines? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, of course, like, and also his, like, you know, being like, I, I studied the Makalev. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of sounds like yeah, it's, it's it's like the Batleth, but like a little a little different. Yeah. I do things a little differently. So. Yeah, he's definitely like a dude that has like you know mall samurai swords. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, but <laughs> a mall Batleth. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do like that because it shows just like how Worf has just one foot in both the Federation and and Klingon culture. You mean he has one cock in the Federation and yes. one co cock yeah. on Kronos. Yeah, he has, he has two cocks in two separate areas and mm -hmm. and he just kind of exists in this area between and and even though he is like, yeah, he is like one of the most honorable Klingons. He's also kind of like a huge fucking dork. Yeah, like, one one might say he's cocks between two worlds. <laughs> he's cocks between two worlds. Cocks between two worlds. So yeah, I do, I do, I do like that sort of approach. Like I think it's a very 
I think it's a very smart way of just how how even just like physically he per, he presents Worf. Mm-hmm. Like I I always, I always like that, and th- and it's and it is very apparent in this episode as we see like yeah Worf. Worf can't do like the Klingon courting properly. Mm-hmm. He has to find another like um, Klingon weeaboo, basically, because right, right, right. like, Worf is almost himself like a weeaboo. Like, uh, no, he's definitely a weeb. No, yeah. he's like, I mean, he's like the type of weeb that's like, you know, like a, a fourth generation Japanese American yeah. who like gets really into anime and is mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but but they like. And they put on like a fake Japanese accent and shit, and you're like, yeah. "Your name's Larry." Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, like, yeah. Dax is the other like Klingon weeb on the on the on the. Which makes sense because like Curzon like rolled with the Klingons for so yeah. long yeah, and was... was their ambassador. Yes. And so it would make sense that he would know. And then Dax would know a mm-hmm. lot about Klingon culture just based on Curzon's experience mm-hmm. with the symbiote. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, yeah she is still a weeb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I, I do like that. That I mean, and they, they make it work. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, just like this whole episode's great. Cause I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. As you said, like, yeah, written by Ronald D. Moore, you know, who yep. helped flesh out like Klingon. Klingon in general. Yeah. 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 With, along with Michael Dorn and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like, I feel like they work very well together. You could see like a lot of sort of like the subtle shit they put in mm-hmm. that that him and Michael Dorn probably like working together just no. on the shit and it, and it works out so fucking well. I yeah, think. yeah. I think the direction of this episode is very strong. Mm-hmm. Big ups to Andy Robinson. Yeah, because uh, I mean it's also written very well. Yeah, and it's acted very well. Like. I think they accomplished exactly what they set out to do with this episode. Yeah. And it furthers... Uh, the, the only th- problem I do have with it is, yeah, the A-plot doesn't actually further any plot, really. It just leaves us off on another note that doesn't end. Oh, you know, the, with the Broken A-plot. Quark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the, the B-plot is Dax and Worf. Yeah, the B-plot's way more... In, ends up being more consequential than Far the Far more consequential. Because I mean, then we have uh, episodes about their romance, uh, you know, leading up to... I mean, even after Dax's death, you know, yeah. we, we do have episodes like uh, Once More Into the Breach, like my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Core, you know, mentions Dax, mm-hmm. um, you know, after he knocks his Worf out. Yeah. And uh, it makes me cry every time. It makes you cry every it time. Makes me cry every motherfucking time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a great. I mean, I kind of wonder if like maybe there was going to be more between Quark and Grilka. Like I, I wish there were. Me too. Like uh, like the actress who plays Grilka is awesome. They they should have instead of fucking Profit and Lace, they should have done a third <laughs> Grilka episode. Absolutely, oh, and, yes. and it should have ended. Uh, with yeah with with quark and grilka getting together that would have been mm. sweet right because i i because mm. i do like how like you know as we you know ds9 does a great job of fleshing out klingon culture and mm. it also does a great job of fleshing out ferengi culture beyond just being like greedy little weird guys with lasers whips another thing i would have totally accepted for a continuation of the story is mm. a third and final episode where she comes back with the first Clarengi baby. I would love that. That would that would be genuinely <laughs> that, fun and stupid. And that would be funny if it also if it then it's kind of, it's it's almost it kind of follows the same pattern as three as, men and a baby. <laughs> three men and a baby. Three because it's it's Rom, <laughs> it's Quark, 
and it's fucking Nog trying to take care of this baby together. <laughs> so it's like the magnificent Ferengi's <laughs> adapt adaptation of Seven Samurai. Mm. You know, fucking it's like an adaptation of Leonard Nimoy film. <laughs> three men and a baby you see how everything's deep space nine men and a baby that's what i'm saying yeah. three it, um, what was what that, that like nine nine degrees of separation ds9 yes. degrees of separation uh <laughs> wolf three five nine men and a baby yeah. <laughs> well i was gonna say it could it could mirror like kaler and uh wharf mm -hmm. except they, and then do the inverse where um Quark actually ends up being a really good father. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> like, would, that would be amazing. That would be that would be really funny. Where where Grilka comes back with with um, with uh, the the ba the baby Quark, mm -hmm. baby Quark, and like, <laughs> this is baby Quark, <laughs> and then like instead of like being like Worf and just being a shit dad, like mm -hmm. he, Quark's actually like actually becomes an amazing dad. <laughs> no, I, I I would love that. Yeah. I would genuinely love that. Yeah, but it probably it would it would have been definitely good at the end because it would have been it would have been hard on um, on Quark's characterization. Yeah, to, to make, be a father the entire series father for, the entire for several series. seasons. Yeah, yeah it that it would have had a major change to his. Yeah, character we we didn't especially after you know both O'Brien kids. We didn't really need another plot of like no raising a child. And even like yeah, even also we had Zial. Yeah, I, true. I, yeah. And I, yeah, and and, and Zial's like. Zial was always very weird to me, where they aged her up very fast to make mm -hmm. her a love interest for Garrick. I think you kind of <laughs> like that, don't yeah. you? <laughs> but it's also it's just like because like I think someone was nervous about like the Garrick gay being so gay. Yeah, and the he's. Gay I, I, what do you mean subtext? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is straight up text it's that he's gay. Straight up text. Like it's it's like him stepping like right into Julian Bashir's face, yes, and like touching him He's like being, softly and shit, like. and discreetly entering his um his holodeck programs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like he's like, oh, little old me, oopsie, <laughs> oopsie. Like. And so they're just like, so I'm sure someone's like, we gotta give him a woman to have like, sex with. <laughs> Garrick is the type of Cardassian that opens their grinder message with dick pics. <laughs> Yeah. It's not even a hey or what's up. It's just straight up dick pics. He doesn't even mute the grinder noise. Mm -mm. He's just like, he keep he makes sure that he's thing's proud as, of it. He makes that thing motherfucker as loud as possible. Oh yeah. He wants it to be a big, <laughs> he actually sets all of his noises in his phone to the grinder noise. <laughs> yeah. Just so everything's making the grinder noise. Right. And then just signs up for like all of the automatic texts he can Then <laughs> yeah. go around sounding like he's going to get some dick. Yeah. I feel if, I feel if deep space nine, if it was released today, they probably would have explored that a little bit more. Yeah, the dating but, apps definitely. No, I mean just like <laughs> I mean I mean Garrick sexuality. Yeah, like just more more. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They they would have made him. Well, I mean, they, he made him gay. I feel like he Andy did. Robinson made him gay. It was definitely yeah, Andy Robinson's. Like, and it, yeah, yeah, it was it was a very conscious decision on his part, and he's talked about it in multiple interviews, and which it, is like. You know, he is someone who is responsible for Garrick. Uh, yeah. You know, he he wrote a stitch in time to, uh, you know, explore Garrick's like backstory and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's written as much about Garrick's backstory as any other writer on DS Nine. Yeah. And so I think we should honestly respect actors who take charge of their role and make decisions about that role. Oh yeah, absolutely. And whereas Rick Berman will never say Garrick is gay. No, he would. He not. he would never admit that. Fucking Andy Robinson you could is tor like you could torture Rick Berman and he would not admit or admit no. You could you could put him <laughs> in the fucking like the the weird torture tube from Star Trek Discovery and he'd be like <laughs> not gay, not, not gay. Not gay! Not 
Um, Just kill me. I'm never going to say it. <laughs> put me out of my misery. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about this episode is Garrick could have really spiced it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a pretty spicy episode. It was pretty spicy, but, like, put him talking to Kira or him talking to... Um, you know, like oh, you mean actually put Garrick in it? Yeah, put Garrick in. Oh. The, yeah, no, no. Garrick should have been in this episode. I thought you just meant like spicy content wise. N- no, like in place of both Odo talking to Kira in that one scene, mm-hmm. and also in place of Cisco talking to Dax and Worf in that other scene. Oh, I feel you. They yeah. should they should have had him come in and be like really gay. And like you know, be like, oh, is that contagious? Yeah, sort of. You know? Yeah, sort of. Be like, be like the like subtle matchmaker type. Guy. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Because he is. He's he's that motherfucker. Uh, he may he may be. He works he may, in the shadows. He may have felt uncomfortable because he directed it. He may have felt uncomfortable having himself also in the in the episode. Yeah, and, that, and, that's fair. You know, because yeah, not every actor is like comfortable with that. I mean, you know, you see like you know. Um, Avery Brooks is able to do that. Oh, you know? 100%. He's able to do it well. He's able to do it well. And like, um, Michael Dorn's able to do it. Michael Dorn, um, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. And so, yeah, I think it sometimes may be uncomfortable for. Oh, Frakes, of Frakes, course. Frakes, Frakes of kills course. it. Yeah. yeah. So it may, may, may be uncomfortable for, like, you know, be like, also be in the episode. Mm-hmm. And also, since he's directed, he could be like, I don't want to sit in that motherfucking makeup chair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, he's I feel just that, like, I feel that, he's yeah. just like, I got to get a full fucking mask on. Uh, no. Hey, uh, hey one rule making... for this episode no one has to be Cardassian. <laughs> boom. Yeah, boom. Got did, it. Did you notice no fucking Cardassians no in this Cardassians. episode? Not a single one. Garrick is only mentioned yeah. off screen. And All right. He's probably like, you know, that's my uh, that's my director's choice. I'm not going to sit in a motherfucking. I'm not uh, going to make anyone sit in the motherfucking makeup chair <laughs> yeah. except for Morn and Worf yeah. and the rest of the Klingons. Yeah, and the rest and of the all the Ferengi. And yeah, the Ferengi. Well, yeah. I guess pretty much our own cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. Bajorans too. Bajorans, yeah. <laughs> but they all they get is a little nose thing, so yeah, that's yeah, fine. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I really like this episode. I'd, no, same. I'd give it a solid seven and a half or eight, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would too. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's you know, it not only is it like just a fun episode, it's also mm-hmm. it's also just good story wise, mm-hmm. lore wise. Like it's 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 vital watching if you were to follow like if you were on like you know wanted to follow like Worf and Dax's like evolution of their relationship. Right, you know, right. I mean, not. Not every episode is required viewing for the series, yeah. but this one is definitely required viewing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you wanted to do like, wanted to do like a quick, quick watch of like the best episodes to make it a completely cohesive experience mm-hmm. to like the end, just like just not like you know not have to do a full watch through. I wonder how many episodes you'd have to watch to actually like get the entire mm. like arc story of DS Nine, like all of the mm. big arcs, you know. That's a good. That's a good thought experiment. You, we would have to like go. We would have to look at like the complete list. Because I mean, yeah, everyone does have a pretty specific arc. Um, mm. O'Brien has the giant suffering arc <laughs> yeah. where he suffers. You know, Julian Bashir has the big arc where he finds out he's genetically enhanced. Kira has several love interest arcs, and not much else, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, that's and a carrying thing. a like, baby. I, she's I, she's kind of objectified as just like a love interest in the story, which kind of sucks. And that does suck because I do feel like she 
has like the most interesting story. She has the most potential for an interesting story. Yeah. I guess she has like parts of her past that kind of reverberate. Yes. But but like nothing totally specific where she's like uh, we're doing one more fucking mission to fucking take down, you know, the fucking Cardassians or something like that. I mean, yeah. she does have definitely like the whole Bajor thing and Cardassian hatred and stuff in general, yeah. which informs the series a lot. But she doesn't get a huge arc for herself. I don't feel that's no. not like that's like a Bechdel arc that doesn't have to do with like other men and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a lot where you know her her like coming to terms and almost like forgiving like Cardassians a bit. Yeah, because, O'Brien like, she, has that arc too. Yeah, yeah, she, you know, especially like with her and Damar at the end, where she's kind of like, you know, well, Damar, yeah, definitely does a solid at the very end. Yeah, you know. and and I mean, she doesn't ever have anything with Ducat because I do, I do feel like Mark, I do Mark feel, Alamino actually wanted that to happen because yeah. he's gross. Well, like I just mean like yeah, this like also just some like final arc between mm-hmm. them just like clashing she should have been the one to kill him honestly she should have like i think that cisco yeah. should have killed kai win yes. and then she should have killed ducat and I, I i kind of wonder if that was kind of like because yeah at a certain point you notice they stop like making like ducat um kira stories mm-hmm. and i wonder if it's because like mark amo like actually creeped her out enough where probably because pro- it does because oh. like, like that's the sense i got from like the ds9 documentary mm-hmm. where she just kind of creeped him out. Like she just seemed like they all, all like both her and Terry Farrell seemed absolutely like disgusted by him. Like yeah. when, when they're on stage talking and he is saying shit, like they're just like giving each other Blah. looks. Yeah, just like like they're just absolutely disgusted by this dude. Yeah, he seems pretty greasy. Yeah, like, the, I, the way he acted as a cop in Far Beyond the Stars made me go, he's a greasy yeah, motherfucker. Like I, I just got a sense that uh, maybe there's something happening behind the scenes where mm. they're just like, I don't want to be around this guy. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just my theory. I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Maybe we'll do some research, figure that out. Yeah, let's do the. And if you and we're gonna have our beautiful patrons, like maybe if they. Oh, you're gonna ask them to pay us and now do research for us? Yeah, you know they, they like they like to be involved. Okay. You know, maybe, also maybe they could like give their give a give a give their own ideas of what what episodes of DS9 are required viewing. Yeah. Like that would be that would be a fun. Yeah, thing. if you do that, Patrick will uh, make you something. I'll make you something. I'll make you something. Yeah, I'll make. He'll make you a poo poo. I'll make you a poo poo. I'll make. I'll make. Um, what have I been making lately? I'll make you what I call a frost covered chocolate cone. Oh, I made some. Uh, I, uh, I got a. I come on my poo poo. I got some. I got a skull pan that makes uh-huh. skull, um, skull shaped cupcakes. I'm, I'll send you a skull shaped cupcake in the mail. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Good. I, th- I, really think, good. I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for hanging with us, Soyagers. Be well, travel safe, and go watch Looking for Parmok in all the wrong places. It's a great episode. It is real fun. All right. Well, thanks for checking with us, Soy Boys, Girls, and Other Woodly Beans. Hang, Hang dong and shockers.
It's almost like we never left, because we never did leave. If we could be anywhere else other than here, yesterday would not have been the end.